When is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Uh, because most victims of home title theft don't even know they're a victim until it's much too late. One homeowner, I can't even imagine going through this. She's getting home ready for a home remodel and everything got shut down. She discovered her property wasn't in her name anymore. Um, it turns out she was the victim of home title theft. And you think already going through repairs of your home are a nightmare enough. Imagine having to deal with this on top of it. A criminal had forged the deed to her home and taken it over, and now she's having to fight for her home or to get her own home back. Your home, your property, your equity are your most valuable uh, financial assets, and Home Title Lock helps you protect them every single day. Home Title Lock puts a shield around your home's title. The instant they detect anything, any big tampering, they can just shut it down. And you just need to make sure that you aren't already a victim of this. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. Make sure uh, you use the code BECK. You'll get 30 risk-free days of protection. The home promo code is BECK at HomeTitleLock.com. Protect your home, protect your equity, and protect your legacy. HomeTitleLock.com. The code is BECK. Imagine with me here for just a second. If we had the Maui forest fires, we had mm-hmm. global warming. Oh, no. Um, we have uh, a, a press that just won't stop asking this president about inflation, mm. uh, which is gone, of course, you know. And uh, then we got a we got COVID, a, another deadly strain of COVID. Oh, no. Can you imagine if we had all of those together? I have terrible news for you, Glenn. What? Almost all of those things have come true. We are screwed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is there a solution? Uh, yeah, vote for Democrats. Oh, okay. okay that, <laughs> yeah. one, yeah, that one keeps coming up, doesn't yeah. it? It's almost uh, everything. If you love your dog half as much as I love mine, consider him a part of the family. It's pretty normal, really. Dogs have been our best friends for thousands of years. So it's only natural that you'd want to promote his health and his well-being in every way you could. Your best friend uh, gets to lead a long and happy life. I've been telling you a while for, uh, about Rough Greens and how it changed Uno's life. In fact... Uh, It's given him the best years of his life. I firmly believe that. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic doctor Dennis Black. You sprinkle on the dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead food. You want the greens. You name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in. Rough Greens. Get your first bag free. All you have to do is call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Pay for shipping, get the first bag free, and see what it'll do to your dog. It's 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash back. Oh my gosh, I am I am so nervous about this new COVID vaccine, this new COVID-19. Do we have a vaccine yet? I don't think so, Glenn. It's on the way. It's on the way. To save the day. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Now, it's coming, and it's coming fast and furious. In fact, it was, uh, it was being produced before they announced this new, vex- this new uh, version of uh, COVID-19, which is weird. But they've got it, and uh, if you just go get, I think this is the ninth booster now, isn't it? Uh, you're going to be able to, uh, you're going to be able to it. Now this one has a scary name. Okay. This is really scary. This is not COVID anymore. It's not. No. It, this one is Eris. Eris. E-R-I-S. Eris. Mm, is that another? Hmm? Why, why is it Eris? Well, it's, it's named, uh, after the, um, the God of, um, Strife mm-hmm. and discord. Mm-hmm. It's a goddess. Strife and discord. I'm glad you got the gender right. I didn't want you to thank misgender you. I know. I, the, I, I, the I hate doing god. that to gods. I hate doing that to gods. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was so I was looking into it uh, today, and I thought, you know, somebody named it Eris. Uh, why Eris? Why do we name this one Eris? Is the E after the O? In the Greek alphabet, do we know? No. No, it's not. My understanding is no. Okay. All right. Because I think they just go like COVID and then Omicron. 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 It's been Um, how long it's been since we've talked about this. Yeah. You're on to like transformer names. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Like the Autobots and the Omicrons. Well, they are. They Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. They are transformers. Mm -hmm. And this one is transformed (laughs) into something very, 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 very deadly. Now, I started looking into the name uh, of this uh, Greek goddess, the the uh, one that causes strife, which in Greek mythology, strife is wholesome for men. Uh, she stirs the selfish, uh, the, the shiftless to toil. Okay. So, in other words, mm-hmm. strife is good because it uh it causes you to work okay mm-hmm. causes you to you know do okay well all right maybe i guess why would but, hmm and then the discord she sows um she is um she's great she has her her feet on the ground and her head in the heavens so she knows what's best when she sows discord okay now, this is also uh, a goddess came from the 1950s, a couple of Americans who started the Discordian religion. Uh, and uh, this is from their, I guess, their religious book. One day, Maltu asked Eris if she really created all those terrible things. She told him that she always had liked the old Greeks, but they can't be trusted with historic matters. Hmm. Huh. Suffice to say that Eris is not hateful or malicious, but she is mischievous. She does get, quote, a little bitchy at times. The story of Eris being snubbed and indirectly starting the Trojan War is recorded in blah, 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 referred to as the original snub. Mm. She's the goddess of disorder and being. Uh, Discordian Eris is looked upon as the foil to the preoccupation of Western philosophy in attempting to find order in the chaos of reality. She also is the bringer of chaos. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Discordian Eris teaches us that only truth is chaos. 
and that order and disorder are simply temporary filters applied to the lenses we view the chaos through. So the god of discord, a.k.a. chaos. Huh. Sorry, goddess. Her pronouns are her, she, me, it, God. Anyway. That's uh, fascinating. I, I have to say, I saw the story on the new COVID variant and did not even consider clicking on it. So, I, yeah. see, this is why we're a good team. You, it is. you did the investigation on this yeah. one. I did not. I just I, find it interesting. I'm going to yeah. do more investigation yeah, on this. I want to read some more on, on this, mm-hmm. but I find it I just find it fascinating because these names just don't come out. They're not spit right. out by a computer. Right. Now, they, you know when I mean? they were doing the Greek alphabet, okay, you're just, they're just labeling it by they're going in order, right? Yeah, That's yeah, what it yeah. seemed like. And now, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, they've just... I, I don't remember a story. I can't... Maybe I just didn't click on it. But I don't remember a story about, hey, we're changing this to uh, uh, God names. We're, we're just uh, we're going right. to switch this up. Uh, mytho- mythology. We're going into L- that now. Look up Omicron or Krom or whatever Omicron, it yeah, it was. A, it was a, yeah, it was in the Greek alphabet, right? Yeah, it was, it's like, uh, I don't know, one, I don't know, mid, midway through or so. Okay, but is it a Greek god or goddess? Oh, or? What is Omicron? Yeah. Where did it come from? Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know. It was just in the outside. Omicron. I don't know. I don't remember. Again. I, I don't like, remember you naming s- the diseases after Greek gods. No, I, they I've were, never they seen were definitely going. I mean, 100%, I'm sure they were going through the Greek alphabet. I mean, we, we remember sure. alpha, beta, gamma uh delta remember the delta variant yeah like and that's we, that's epsilon. not a god that's just that's these are letters yeah that's what epsilon would be e now i don't remember them getting past the end i mean after you know you've got we, i don't remember the omega variant do we have an omega variant did they no. get to the end maybe no. i just wasn't pay- again it's possible i wasn't paying close enough attention to this maybe they had all these variants and i no. missed it but my understanding was the process was they only used a greek alphabet letter when it became a, a variant of concern, which was some level of like, mm-hmm. okay, this is mm-hmm. going to blow up. I remember when the Omicron thing started, mm-hmm. and it was in South mm-hmm. Africa, and it was like, hey, this one looks like it's going to make some noise. And it went through that process, and all of a sudden it was like, okay, this one's going to be everywhere. And then it was. Um, and they used Omicron. But I don't remember another, since then, I don't remember another alphabet letter coming out as being a big variant of concern. I don't no, remember any of that. I don't either. Maybe it happened. Maybe it mm. happened. Maybe, you know, maybe we got to Zeus and we're like, okay, <laughs> what are we going to do now? Got to start all over. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But I like, I, are you, maybe I'm in the minority here, but are you completely past reading news stories about COVID? Like I'm totally past Oh, I'm it. only reading them because of their evil nature. Right, like you're just talking about, I know you're interested in why is this named this and but yeah, like, I'm just, I mean, they always leave breadcrumbs. They always right. leave breadcrumbs. So when I saw Eris, I thought, what is, what is Eris? Looked it up. Oh, Greek god of discourse, chaos, uh, and uh, what was the other one? Strife. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I like that. I mean, I'm a good 18 months at least past mm. caring about COVID in any way. Other than the fact well, that like, I'm interested, not. like, hey, our response to it seemed like a little bit of a problem. Maybe we should make sure we don't do that again. That is the extent of my interest in COVID. Like, I, that is it. I, I don't have, I don't care about any of the other stuff. Like, this is the flu. Point, we'll all be wiped out, I'm sure, and we'll all die in a, in a fiery COVID, fat, you know, crash of some sort. But I just, I, I'm, I'm well beyond. Like, I saw there was a story today 
that there is a, a small college somewhere that's Atlanta in, in Atlanta mm-hmm. who, that's re-implementing the masks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can you imagine being on that staff? Like, what are you ta- what are you talking about? We're putting masks on now. Maybe the cra- the college is so crazy that this is par for the course for them. But like, you just think. Wait, what? What year are we in? Did we get a flux capacitor? What, what, what's going on here? Like, I, 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 I even the flux capacitor <laughs> seems outdated. <laughs> like the masks, yes, it does. Hey, like we're, we're we're going back to 1988. Yeah, what? I just no. We're all we've we that was a thing, and it was, and now it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. And, and like, look, individuals are going to have to deal with this. In the way that they do. If you're a person who has risk and you see a new variant, like maybe you should stay away from people for a little bit. But like that's on you. This is how it should have been from the beginning. It's on you. Does anybody really actually think? I mean, is there anyone with the sound of my voice? It's like, oh, I got to get a mask. I can't imagine. I mean, I would think if I was like, let's say you had a an immune a yeah. real serious immune problem. If I'm really, if you're seeing you know, this pop up again, you might think to yourself, you know what? I'm not going to that concert. You know, I'm gonna stay. Yeah. I'm gonna stay away. I'm gonna. I'm not going to that indoor meeting where everyone's going to be talking that I was thinking about. I might consider that if I was really vulnerable. I only have like but, one eleventh of a lung left from right. lung cancer. Then, yeah, I, seriously, then, yeah, yeah. Then like, I'm like, I'm not going. That's the type of level I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, if you are really vulnerable, and like I get COVID and I could absolutely die from it. And look, people, look, this is something that is real. Still, like people are still dying from the complications of this. It does happen. It's just well, it's I not a societal interest and individual interest are two different things. And when you talk about societal interest, you're talking about some large policy that covers millions and millions of people that's different than a decision you make for yourself so Stu, uh we do know that hospitalizations are up 60 percent yeah from what hmm 60 percent from the well, lowest we've ever know, had 60 percent right like you that's okay. this I mean, is like should 60. i bring in the uh the five. relative versus absolute <laughs> risk police squad here to to say every time you hear a number like that Ask yourself, is this relative or absolute risk? It's an incredibly important question. And when it's relative risk, most of the time it means nothing. Hey, it went from 0.1 to 0.3. That's a ma- that's tripled. What well, what tripled means what in this scenario? A very small risk has gotten slightly larger. That means nothing to most people. And what is the other one? Uh, absolute risk. Okay. If you have a 30% chance of dying, that's a real important thing to know. If you have a 30% increase, an increase of what? That's a relative risk question. And when you have a relative risk question, it's a it's usually it's a scare tactic by the media to look at some, you know, slight increase under a small subpopulation to terrify you on the news. All I know is the federal government has started purchasing COVID-19 equipment and hiring advisors on safety protocols. This is already happening. Department of Defense, millions of taxpayer funds being used to purchase COVID-19 equipment, such as test kits. Some of the contracts, which are traceable via the federal government spending database, scheduled to begin next month or October. And uh, we're just spending money hand over fist because we know we're going to need this to fight the flu. Now, this is what this is. They say, oh, it's it's much more aggressive. It's much more aggressive. It spreads so much easier. Of course it does. That's what happens over time. It becomes less deadly and more virile. 
That's what happens. That's why we have the flu. The flu we have today, the one they change for every year, is just like is this is a, a variant of the Spanish flu. We don't all freak out every year. Right. And that's I look I think that's where most people are. I think that the media is going to make their big deal of this. Some people will lose their mind, I'm sure. But the bottom line is like COVID was a totally different scenario when none of us had any immunity to it. Every person in the country has some level of immunity to it basically at this point. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So once you get to that point, your body has an ability to fight back. It doesn't mean it always wins, but it didn't always win against the flu either. It turns into something that we can actually deal with. Well, take it from a grandma killer, I guess, or you you can listen to the guy who's been on the Maui situation from day one. Coming up. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, Look, you're smart with your money. You listen to this program. Chances are you're pretty good at uh, doing everything you can to, to save money and cut your expenses. I'm sure you realize not only is the best, best way to ensure that you have a comfortable retirement, but is also vital to be prepared for if and when times get tough. This is why I would like to recommend American Financing, family-owned mortgage company that's in it for you. And they're not looking to help out the banks. They're saving people just like you an average of $700 a month. If you get a mortgage refi, for instance, they could consolidate your high-interest debt, things like credit card debt. We transfer that we, you can transfer that into something called a, a low-interest loan. Hmm? Could end up being able to delay up to two mortgage payments and close in as little as uh, 10 days. So call them right now. They're waiting for your call at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, Station ID. Well, here we are. Here we are on the eve of... Of the first debate. Wow. I'm all a tingle. Can you feel it? I can feel. Can you feel? I can feel the love in the air tonight. Can you feel the bergamentum? Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. Bergamania is in full effect and it starts Great. tomorrow night. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good. Doug Bergam in. Asa Hutchinson in. Yes. Yes. I will say our worst fears. We discussed them yesterday. I know you were uh, out yesterday. We discussed the worst fears here were there were a lot of fringe candidates that might get on the stage. You could have seen 12 on the stage and the worst fears of that did not happen. Uh, I would have still liked to have seen Larry Elder make it because uh, he'd at least shake things up, and he he'd be tough. Burgermeister is not going to do anything. No, and Asa Hutchinson, you know, is I, it, oh, please. I do feel like it's like a, having it's like having the turtle up there. Wow, yeah, that's going to be a, it's not going to be interesting. But I will say, eight feels to me. To, to correct me if you disagree, Glenn, but like eight feels to me the max number where yes. you might get something out of this. Yes, I'd like. Four or five. Yeah, I think six was the right number for... Actually, seven, I believe, is the right number for this one because Trump, I would like Trump to be there. But considering Trump is not going to be there, six was probably the right number. You have to include uh, Pence. You got to include, you know, Christie because Christie, you know, look, is polling well in New Hampshire. He, Even though he has no chance of winning this nomination, he's doing well enough that he should be included on the debate stage. Uh, Of course. uh, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, yes, yes, I think. 
Um, you've got, uh, who else? Uh, DeSantis and Ramaswamy uh, is in there. That's the six, I think, would be the legit six here. If you're talking about people I think who- there's legit three. Trump, DeSantis, Ramaswamy. I think that's, I mean, Scott has to be on there, I think. Yeah, I guess Scott, Scott has yeah, a legitimate, yeah, yeah, yeah. He path, has legitimate here. path Again, it's not you're an right. easy path, but if you're talking about someone, forget Trump because he's so far ahead and everyone's like, okay, well, he's so far ahead. How are you going to beat him? And there's real questions of if he's beatable. I mean, I, I, I don't think he is. We, we, I, I mean, maybe, but I just don't think he is. Nobody is making a dent in him and he's playing it really, really smart. If I were him, I, I would be home with my feet up tomorrow. Yeah, you know, I go back and forth on this. I think selfishly, I would be like, oh, screw this. What's the point? Yeah. What am I going to get out of this? If you're doing it strategically, he's making exactly the right move. Yeah. Secondly, I think you think, I don't know, like for the country, for conservatism, I think it's important that his views are represented. And so I would like yeah. to see him there for that reason. Um, but uh, I, and, and there is some strategic risk here, right? Like what if, let's throw this out here. What if everyone's watching you watch a debate with Donald Trump, and he can derail it however he wants, right? Someone's having a good moment, he can cut them off, make fun of them, and totally derail their moment. This is a moment where we're going to have tens of millions of people who go to these people like Ron DeSantis and Vivek Ramaswamy. Many people have never seen them in this situation, and there's no interruption there. Like there, Let's just say someone has an incredible debate. You could see people... Uh, who don't see Donald Trump there making a decision like, you know what? I like Trump, but like, man, that Vivek Ramaswamy is fantastic. Or Ron DeSantis is great. Or Tim Scott's awesome. And and maybe he could move the polls. I think the risk is low for him because his lead is so large. But it's not without risk to not show up. Yeah. I would like to just throw a monkey wrench into your hypothesis yes, here. Yes, thank you. With the first sentence that you gave me in that hypothesis. Which you was? know, a lot of people are going to be watching. <laughs> I, I i don't know without trump it's not a spectacle um, it's the first one though right yeah. it's the first one i i don't know i mean look trump I would certainly bring more eyeballs to it we know that yes uh but you know it's the first one it's kicking off the season a lot of people haven't paid attention at all until this moment so uh, this is your first impression and donald be trump won't be there to kind of nudge people where he wants them to be nudged, right? <laughs> into the gutter. Into the gutter. <laughs> More in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. By the way, don't forget, uh, we are here tomorrow night. We're covering all of it on a Blaze TV. You don't want to miss a second of our coverage. I have a series of qualities I look for in a person if I'm going to do business with them. I'm sure you do too. I look for honesty, a willingness to work hard to try to get the job done right. Somebody who is relentless, somebody who might fail from time to time, but will recognize it quickly and learn from that mistake. I look for competence and knowledge and capability. That's why when I started uh, the business real estate agents, I trust we looked for those people that we could trust somebody that really knew what they were doing and had the, uh, had the game plan, if you will, and the certain things that you just have to do in today's real estate game to be able to have a lot of people flock to your website. So we found those people, and now we'd like to recommend them to you. Will you do your own homework? Just tell us where you're moving from or to. Could be across the street or across the country. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll send you the name within usually about 10 minutes. 
the name of somebody right around you. You interview them, sell your house quick, and for the most amount of money. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is will not be censored. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Well, I have once again offended the dystopian elites who want to shove you into squalor and force you to eat bugs. This time, the outrage stems from a report by a climate organization called the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group. Now, as always, I want you to follow the money. Well, the C40, the money trail, leads to billionaire Michael Bloomberg. Hmm. Michael ran for president in 2020. Uh, How'd that go? Did he win? No, nobody really even knows. I mm -mm. really forgettable. Uh, The most forgettable billion dollars ever. Really is until Ukraine. (laughs) Yeah. Now, funny enough, uh, Bloomberg makes his money with Bloomberg News, which is the liberal hack news source. The organization um, includes about 100 cities throughout the world uh, with 14 cities in America who plan to help you give up meat, cars, and freedom. By the year, take a guess. Uh, 2050? No. 2030? 2030. Mm. Okay. So the cities are Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, uh, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle. What do all those things have in common besides cities that I would run for my life from? Well, <clears throat> they're the ones that want to ban meat. And as if that isn't enough, the C40 has an ambitious target. Their words, not mine. Ambitious target to achieve some majorly authoritarian goals. And the goals demand that C40 cities have zero Kilograms of meat consumption by everybody in their town. Zero kilograms of dairy consumption. Three new clothing items per year per person. I love that. Zero private vehicles owned. And a populace that only gets one short-haul return flight every three years per person. Now, that is great. Who doesn't want to live in that world? Mm, <clears throat> paradise. Besides me. <clears throat> the report is titled, uh, is titled The Future of Urban Consumption in a Point, uh, sorry, in a 1.5 Celsius World. It was published in 2019 and it has recently made a reemergence. Now, if the media did their job, this would be a pretty massive story, wouldn't you think? Michael Bloomberg funding an organization that wants to take all cars, all meat, reduce people to buying only three pairs of clothing, and one short-haul flight every three years. You'd think that would be a major story, but it's not. Because there's another organization out there funded by the left called AFP Fact Check. Fact Check. Now, it originated uh, from a French newspaper, but it's 
fact checkers are the same people who appear in all of the fact checking organizations with jobs at all of the mainstream outlets. So the AFP fact check compl- uh, uh, claims that when I talked about this a while back, they said, quote, a video from Glenn Beck, an American conservative commentator, claims a proposal backed by the World Economic Forum would limit meat and dairy in smart cities by 2030. This is false. The document cited as evidence is an independent climate analysis that makes no specific policy recommendation. Oh, right, right. Now, the actual fact checker here is as leftist as you would expect. He's another another example of fact checking as a new kind of digital activism. At this point, if an article or a monologue is fact checked, that usually means there are some inconvenient facts in it. So it's no surprise that the fact checker is the same guy who had to publicly apologize for botching a fact check with USA Today in 2021. He has connections to Pointer, huh, fact check, the Pointer Institute, hmm, which I've talked about before, part of a network of shell companies designed to fact check the exact companies that they work for while also slandering any site, any show, any network that challenges the propaganda. A recent article by The Federalist uh, uncovered the truth, in which we already knew. The fact check was written deceptively. Now, I know that comes as something hard to believe, but it's true. The evidence, it quotes from the AFP fact check, includes a paragraph from the original The Future of Urban Consumption in a 1.5 degree Celsius world report. And it reads, this report does not advocate for the wholesale adoption of these more ambitious targets in C40 cities. Rather, they are included to provide a set of reference points that cities and other actors can reflect on when considering different emission reduction alternatives and long-term urban visions. Now, if you poke around just a little closer, you realize that this paragraph is only included in the report for liability purposes. It performs one of the left's favorite activities, manipulating the meaning of words as a way to avoid any kind of responsibility. Now, we know why they want to avoid um, any kind of responsibility, because what they're proposing is totalitarianism. And they're legalistic about it. They might just succeed. But that's how authoritarians operate. So look at what's already happening in London right now. They have ultra low emission zones. It's a surveillance system that covers all 32 of London's boroughs, encapsulating 5 million people aimed at eradicating 20 to 40,000 vehicles. No surprise, the World Economic Forum absolutely loves London's authoritarian new approach. They even published an article in March celebrating the fact that London's new emission zone has reduced pollution levels by more than a quarter. But surely, surely that will never happen here, right? No, more in a second. 
The convenience of the modern American life sometimes complicates our efforts to maintain our values. For instance, until not that long ago, if you wanted to have good cell phone coverage, you had to go with the big boys, companies like Verizon. So you didn't have a lot of choice, even if you knew they were donating to leftist causes as well. But it's not that way anymore. Patriot Mobile, they share your values. They're not sending your hard-earned money to aid the destruction of America. They are the only Christian conservative wireless provider. Why are you not with Patriot Mobile yet? PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call 878-PATRIOT. This is the way we take control of our country again, by taking control of our money and how we spend it. Get free activation today with the offer code BECK. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK or call 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. If you're someone who takes shooting seriously, you know that getting good takes a lot of practice. And a lot of practice used to mean spending a lot of money on ammunition. Till iTarget, of course, came along. Have you ever seen you know, competitive shooters practice timing drills on the range? It would be really fun to do, but can you imagine how much that would cost to try to get good at? Well, now, it's not going to cost you a lot at all because you can do it at your house whenever you want and never spend a dime on ammo. That's because the iTarget Cube exists it is uh, fully compatible with your existing laser bullets if you have an iTarget Pro already. If not, you got to get one. Uh, and of course, if you do buy one, you can upgrade to the three-pack of these cubes for a really cool, uh, unique training experience. You can practice uh, random shooting drills, clearing drills, or use random mode to test your ability to react, all while the system times every shot that you make. You can practice alone or compete with friends, and because it works with your home's Wi-Fi, you can place cubes uh, really anywhere in the house and practice self-defense scenarios safely without the expense and inconvenience of having to go to the shooting range. If you want the benefits of staying in practice and none of the drawbacks, iTarget is for you. Right now, you'll save 10%, plus you get free shipping with the offer code BLAZE10 when you go to iTargetPro.com. comes in all the most popular calibers, so you can really train with almost any firearm it's itargetpro.com the code is blaze 10 wow i uh hmm let's uh let's go to hawaii for a second here's uh here's president biden talking about the maui fires i don't want to compare difficulties but we oh. have a little sense jill and i mm-hmm. what it's like to lose a home hmm Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press. Mm-hmm. It was a sunny Sunday. Mm-hmm. And lightning struck at home on a little lake. It's outside of our home, not mm. a lake, a big pond. Yeah. And hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. Mm-hmm. Make a long story Such short. Such a good storyteller. I almost lost my wife. My 67 Corvette <laughs> and my cat. Yeah, people think that's, that's really funny right now in Hawaii. Yeah. They like the stories. They like those, anim- you know, those like 
Cool yeah. little stories about your cat. It's a, it's a really good time and, for those. And your Corvette. Yeah. Like your Corvette over your cat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they like to laugh. Yeah, no, seriously, folks. Hilarious. I did. And, uh, you know, we didn't get a chance for him to finish, but his kitchen was uh, taken out of the house in a flag draped coffin. Oh, my gosh. And, That's uh, sad. He lost his kitchen in Iraq. Uh, get- <laughs> That is the next story. He'll start saying that. And everyone will be like, ah, he just, he occasionally has some creative flutters, a flourish or two. Yeah. Hey, uh, can I bring up something that might be maybe sensitive? I don't know. I don't understand. I, okay. I, I'm telling All you, right. I don't okay. understand. I get it's part of the culture. Mm-hmm. I I understand that it's a different culture than when I grew up. I grew up in the, in the East Coast, the Northeast. You're going to make fun of the Lays, aren't you? It just doesn't feel right, does it? Does it feel no, right this that occasion, this, he is making this, no. like, this, this cop, a, a terrible tragedy is happening and he's wearing flowers around his neck. And I get that it is a, but what I, at least when I think of LA and Hawaii, you're thinking it's like vacation, it's celebration. No, it's, it's a, it's it, a welcome. It's a welcome. It's a welcome. And I get that it's a welcome, but I might say in this particular circumstance, it's not Mr. President, appropriate. You, you should probably take that You're off. You're the president of the yeah. United States. Take the thing off. Like if there was a terrible shooting in Wisconsin and the guy put on a cheese head to make the speech, it would be weird. But I don't think there's a Biden in history that has passed up a lay. Um, so. I just. Every time he goes to Hawaii, he's got it, you know, right there at the airport. Uh, anyway. Um. You know, I'm really, you know, I can't imagine how the people felt, uh, you know, (sighs) well, I did see some of the reaction. Um, (laughs) People don't like him very much. Yeah, they don't like him too much. And, you know, I think we're all sick about hearing about how you can relate because of that your tragedy or whatever. Can you make it about them? Make it about them. Make it about them. Maybe that's the time. Yeah. Make it about make it about them. You know, Uh, and the fact that you sent now, I just help me out on this. Um. You get $700 if you lost your family and your home in Maui. You get a one-time payment of $700, okay? Uh, If you're retired, you get $1,100 every month from Social Security. You've worked hard your whole life. You've Mm -hmm. paid into Social Security. You get $1,100, okay? If you're a Ukrainian, you've you've received $1,700 per capita, but if you're an illegal in the United States, you get $2,200 a month. So somebody who lost their home and their family, they get one time 700. But if you're an illegal, you get $2,200 every month. I think that's pretty good. Mm. I mean, don't you? It's a, you know, they say a budget is a statement of priorities. And uh, I don't know. And yes, it is. We have. Yes, it is. That's true. By the way, he met with the firefighters and, you know, was petting the dog. Don't pet a working dog. Don't pet a working dog. He's like, you know, putting peanut butter on his nose. It's like it was bizarre. It was bizarre. Bizarre. So bad. Is it? I mean, this completely has confirmed my initial suspicion he just doesn't care about this at all no he doesn't care. like this is totally he's forced to go there as i mentioned the other day like why isn't he at least you know politics 101 would at least be hey show some empathy 
And like, obviously, somebody's talked to him. Hey, you got to go there. Everyone's wondering what's going on. You look terrible here. You got to do it. He's a bad human being. I think that's, that's honestly true. I think a lot of times, you know, it's weird to say this, but I think a lot of times his obliviousness and his uh, his seeming bouts with dementia help him. It, people give him excuses for his behavior because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, he's this old guy and he's kind of incoherent. But like, he's just a lot of times lying to you. He's doing things that only a terrible person would do. His kitchen wasn't taken out of his house in a flag draped coffin. I don't, that part I think is probably true. I don't know on that particular. He almost plan. lost him and the cat and the Corvette. Imagine you standing there in the audience. You just lost your family, your house, everything. And he says, <laughs> You know, I almost lost my Corvette. That would be disgusting to you, wouldn't it? And, yeah. and look, the people there seem to be infuriated with him. Uh, and these are people who obviously voted for the guy, right? Like these are not—they're not like conservatives over in Hawaii. It's not a, there are some, but very few. And they do not seem happy. The, you know, the the state response was terrible. This terrible. governor is horrible awful an embarrassment to the country and it's a land grab it's going to become a land Mm. grab you watch you watch and this is what fema is now doing fema is now looking at every emergency as a way to grab the land and take the land from the people and push them someplace else you watch you watch it's gonna happen and they're gonna say well, it's a memorial. It's a memorial. Well, okay, maybe, maybe. But, uh, wow, I mean, before you even have, had found 90 people, you were already saying that. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's really, it's sick. It's very, it's very strange. It's a very strange time to watch this guy do such a terrible job every single day. And every the media is making excuses for him over and over and over again. But I don't know. Can that are we really a country that is going to fall for that? Yeah, it does feel like we're we're that type of country. Well, these days. you have to get used to it. Here's cut two. Listen, to cut two. You play severe cut two. weather events are going to get more frequent and more severe. Um, Hawaii is a place um, that has experienced volcanic eruptions and mm. tsunamis and hurricanes and tropical storms and we've had a few wildfires but nothing that uh threatened uh, a whole city mm. um nothing that flattened a whole city and i just think this is the new normal for not just new the normal. state of hawaii yeah, that's but from for the uh, whole Senator planet for the Schatz, whole and i shats my pants uh, i want to tell you to talk to you a little bit about rough greens you do things in your dog's best interest all the time and you take care of your dog are you feeding him properly or her dog food that is kibble food has been dried and cooked. All the good things have been cooked out of it. Living is green. Brown is dead food. Uh, rough greens is something that your dog needs. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black has uh, put together something that is full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, whatever's healthy for your dog, your dog, uh, needs it and it's in rough greens most likely so try it out with your dog and you'll see what i mean get the first bag free all you pay for is shipping just go to roughgreens.com slash back that's roughgreens.com slash back or 833-GLEN-33 that's 833-GLEN-33 roughgreens.com slash back 
15 seconds. about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Well, it's a good thing that uh, Joe Biden went over to Hawaii. He got laid. Then he went out on stage and said, hey, this is this. I remember a time like this when my kitchen was on fire, had to be taken out of the house in a flag-draped coffin. And then I worried about my car and my cat. And I think the people in Hawaii really related to that. I think they became one, possibly in their hatred uh, for the way this president has behaved. But is it any better than what he did in Ohio? J.D. Vance joins us in 60 seconds. Whoever said that summertime living is easy never visited the great state of Texas. It's not. Especially back then when they wrote that stupid song. I was driving just the other day and I said to my wife, can you imagine living here in the 70s? She said they had air conditioning. I said, no, but most cars, it was an add-on in most cars. It would have been hell here. Well, actually, it still is. But thanks to the glories of air conditioning, it makes it tolerable. So Texas is still the best in the country. Anyway, Blinds.com has you covered literally. Whether you uh, know what you're doing, you want to pick them out yourself, install them yourself, or you don't know what you're doing at all, and you want them to do it for you, Blinds.com is where you need to go. They've covered 25 million windows. You can rest easy with Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee. So beat the heat this summer and lower your electric bill at the same time with some sun-blocking shades. Blinds.com. Used them several times. Always been a satisfied customer. And that is number one to them. That's why they're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings with over 40,000 five-star reviews. It's Blinds.com. Go there now. Save up to 45% off plus free installation and qualifying purchases. 45% off now. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions do apply. Blinds.com. All right. So... You know, we have J.D. Vance on uh, with us. He should be calling in any minute. Uh, The senator from the great state of uh, Ohio. And uh, he wrote Hillbilly Elegy. He did, yes. uh, Which was made into a movie or I think a series on Netflix. Yeah. And took the country by storm. It was a huge, hugely respected piece of art. Yeah, I know. For a very long time until he decided he was going to be a Republican politician. Yeah, then it's just <laughs> that, garbage. It's trash. Then yeah. it's trash. <laughs> yeah. He should write the book on uh, Oliver Anthony. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, he'd be really well suited to write the biography. Because, I, I mean, the story's of, fantastic. Yeah. You know, and his I, story is amazing. I want to know more. I want to know more. He's talked a little bit about his life and his struggles. And can you imagine, like, I, you know, 
it's not just this thing where like, okay, there was a song and it came out and it went to number one on YouTube or iTunes for a day. Or, you know, we see this every once in a while. A book rises to the number one on Amazon for a couple of days. This is the this is the number one song in the country. This is like ahead of Taylor Swift. It's crazy. This is like literally the number one song in the country. And I don't know. I I, I find it simultaneously inspiring and like depressing because I I, I, I I am depressed that it connects with so many people. I, I hate oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. Like I, I I mean I. But think of how many it, people it, don't God, feel alone. I know. I I think that's great. But I'm I I it's it saddens me that people feel that way. I will be honest with you. I don't. I, I was listening to the lyrics of that song and I'm like, gosh, like I you know what? Maybe my maybe I'm just spoiled. My life's better than that. I'm glad it's better than that. And I'm glad that you know. I, Play that, a little bit of it. Let me hear the lyrics. I, I I think I agreed with them. Yeah, I know, but he, he just seems like like I mean, maybe uh, I'm com- I'm I'm uh, combining Oliver his uh, his story as well with the song lyrics at some level because he's talked about all the struggles and how he, you know he comes home and he drinks oh, all day to forget us. forget excuse his us worries. For not you you've never been an alcoholic excuse no, us Mr. No, I Perfect I, in all seriousness <laughs> I haven't thank God no, no, I know it's no, 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 that, it's that connects with so many people but but it does it does yeah it does right, it's real um, we have uh, the senator on with us now JD how are you sir. I'm good, Glenn. How you doing, man? Very good. We were just talking about that you should write the biography of uh, Oliver Anthony. I know you have better things to do now, but I think you'd be would, fascinating. You'd be fascinating. You'd be really the guy who got it. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, he's the most interesting guy in America right now. It's sort of yeah. amazing. I, I saw that his uh, his song was at the top of the Billboard Hot 100, which is just amazing and shocking. Uh, but his, I mean, I could talk about that song for a long time because I think it's actually very layered and complex. There's a lot going on there. If you think about it, he's complaining both about low wages at a steel mill. He's also complaining about welfare cheats. And that's mm-hmm. really where most people, I think, in our country are. They want you to earn a good wage if you work hard. They also don't want people to take advantage of the system. And I, I think that both the right and the left, in their various ways, aren't totally comfortable with what Oliver Anthony is selling. But most people are. Why do you think the left isn't? Well, look, I don't think the left likes to acknowledge that there are a lot of hardworking people out there who believe we should have a social safety net for people who need it. But those those folks live amongst everybody and they see the folks who need it. They also see the folks who take advantage of it. And this is something you know, I talk about in my book and the left really got angry at me over is, you know, my, my mamaw was sort of a, a blue collar, socially conservative Democrat, but she hated the idea that there were people who were taking advantage of a system that was there for people who needed it. And I, I think that recognition that, yeah, there are people who need it, but there are people who cheat is really, really important. It's obviously true. And it's something I think the left, it, it's actually disconnected the left from working class America because it, the, the average person in our country is not thinking about these things through ideological blinders. They're observing what goes on around them and what they see is that sometimes people take advantage of the system and that pisses them off as it should. I was uh, I had dinner last week with a guy who's 33 years old and a billionaire. He came from nothing. He was homeless, um, set his mind to something, has quite a brilliant mind, uh, went in to uh, solve a problem in medicine and did. Everybody said he couldn't do it. And he's a billionaire now. Uh, and then he just retired and he decided, you know what, I'm, I want to learn more about God. So he went back to school and God only knows what his next phase is going to be. But he was talking uh, about how the, we have to understand 
that this next generation grew up with the, seeing their parents screwed by the government, the Fed and the banks in 2008. And it yep. continues to happen. You, you look at what's happening in Hawaii. The government gave them $700 one-time payment if you lost your home and your family members. Um, Social Security is $1,100 a month. But if you look at what illegals are getting, they're getting $2,200 for walking in. Ukrainians per capita got $1,700. I mean, where's our priority yeah, there's this sick way where if you work hard and play by the rules, you're actually discouraged by your own government, whereas the people who cheat are rewarded by it. Yes. And that, 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 that sickening sense of unfairness, I think it, you know, your friend is exactly right. This is a big part of what's going on in our politics in 2023. I mean, look, and this is something I've, I've encouraged my fellow conservatives to think harder about. What do you do if you are a 27-year-old, you've got your first job out of, out of college or out of trade school, and you're trying to buy a home right now, and mortgage interest rates are at eight percent, whereas they were they were four percent a year and a half and a half ago. I mean, you know, the, you know this, Glenn, but the the average mortgage payment for American families has skyrocketed. So we're going to have a generation that doesn't want to get married, doesn't want to start a family, doesn't want to buy into their community through a home purchase because it's just too expensive. And yet, of course, in 2008, the bankers got their bailout, and in 2023. Everybody from the Ukrainians to the illegal aliens get free money from the government, but, but not the people uh, who are working the hardest for it. It's, it's a very messed up system, and it's why we need a different kind of, I think, politics, a, a, a politics that's willing to go at these power centers in our country. So let me change it. I, I want to get back to Hawaii here in a second, but um, uh, let me stop here on the, po- the political train. Tomorrow, Donald Trump is not going to be um, at the debate. But I think, what is it, nine will be. What do we expect from that? I mean, I look at this as Donald Trump just from strategy and think we're doing exactly the right thing for Donald Trump. Why show up? Um, nobody's even close. What do you expect and why should we watch when it is such a blowout? Well, first of all, I, I agree with you, Glenn. I think that this is certainly the strategic decision from Donald Trump. And frankly, I encouraged him to do it. He and I are friends. Of course, I, I've endorsed him. You know, one of the problems with the debate tomorrow is there are just too many people on the stage, right? So obviously, Trump deserves an infight, even though he didn't accept it. DeSantis should be up there. Vivek should be up there. A couple of others should be up there. But, but a lot of people are, have no credible chance of winning the nomination. So I think it's kind of a joke that they opened it up as broadly as they did and if you're Donald Trump, you know, why, why show up with somebody who's polling at literally zero percent so this person can mm-hmm. take pot shots at you that the Democrats, by the way, are going to use in negative advertising 12 months from now when he's taken on Joe Biden? It doesn't make any sense. And I think he made the right decision. I do, too. Um, what do you think about uh, Vivek as uh, a vice president? <laughs> well, you, you know, Vivek and I uh, know each other well. We went to law school. Uh, he's, you know, he's, he, had, he had Thanksgiving dinner at my house one day. Uh, I think he'd be a, a great vice presidential candidate. I think he'd be a good vice president. Um, you'll have to ask him, of course, if he's interested. My yeah, guess is he's, he's really going after the main prize. He is. Uh, do I think that he, he'll get it? No, I, I think Donald Trump's going to be the nominee, but I think he's obviously an impressive guy, and he's going to have a very, very big part in the future of the country. And your thought on uh, him against whomever is going to be the Democrats' uh, selection, do you think Joe Biden is going to actually make it all the way to the election? 
I, you know, I do, Glenn, just because I think it's the simplest thing. The, the, the crazy thing about the Democratic coalition in 2023, Glenn, is, is nobody else can hold it together. Uh, if, you, if you put Kamala Harris at the top of the ticket, a lot of people are going to rebel. If you put you know, Pete Buttigieg, you're going to have a lot of, I think, middle class black voters who, who have no interest in a completely inexperienced guy running for president. Uh, so their coalition, they, they need these upper crust white professionals with middle class blacks. And that's sort of the base of their coalition. I don't think anybody else can hold it together. If, if it's not Joe Biden for them, I think they're in for an even worse election than they're in for. And, and I, by the way, Glenn, I just do not buy this idea that Donald Trump cannot win a general election. Even ignoring all of the issues with 2020, you had 41,000 votes in three states in the midst of COVID with everything else going on. Uh, the polling is good for Trump. I actually think we have a very good chance of, of putting him back in the Oval Office, and I hope we do. Um, the um, One more before we get off politics. The idea that Michelle Obama would come to the rescue. Uh, that's interesting, Glenn. Uh, that may be one person who, you know, she's she's got um, she's she's maybe got it to hold the coalition together. I don't know that the average middle of the road voter is going to go for Michelle Obama. Um, you know, obviously, sort of what they know about her is, is this first lady. But that's a big leap to go from first lady to running for president. The last time it happened, of course, it didn't work out too well. Uh, so I, I'm skeptical, but man, crazier things have happened in this country. So the president was uh, in um, in Maui yesterday. Um, I, I thought it was a horrendous appearance. Is it better for the people of Ohio that he didn't show up uh, in Ohio when, uh, you know, East Palestine needed so much help? You know, I think it would have been better for him and for his administration to focus on it. I, I never cared that much about him showing up, besides the fact that it's a good symbolic gesture. Uh, but the administration has really done a terrible job. I mean, our, our governor, Mike DeWine, uh, re- requested a disaster declaration a few weeks ago. The president still hasn't responded to it. There are all of these weird so wait, ways. Wait, 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 wait. Still for East Palestine? Correct. That's right. Yeah, uh, unless it happened this morning, uh, but it hasn't happened in the last few weeks. And, and DeWine requested, I believe, in late July or, or maybe early in August. But no, that still hasn't happened, Glenn. And and we, we still have you know some problems with the EPA. We still have problems with Norfolk Southern not doing the cleanup in the way that it should be done. So, so the issue is you need a president to show some leadership here. And we've tried to fill the gap as much as possible. You know, I was there just last week and trying to hammer people to do what they need to do. But, man, for something like that, you actually need a president to do his job, and he just hasn't done it. And I say it, Glenn, I think it's because they're not his voters. He knows the people of East Palestine are not, you know, Democratic-based voters, and so he just doesn't feel like he's got to do anything for him. And it's really a tragedy and disgusting that the president thinks about his own country like that. So we were talking about it um, this morning, about him going to um, Hawaii and he really didn't seem to have any interest in it at all. And a lot of people will give him a pass because he's old and, you know, whatever. But I, I really, I think it goes beyond his own constituents. I, I don't think he actually cares that much about people. I know that's horrible yeah. to say, but can you give me a lot of examples where he's just been wildly gracious to people that, you know, didn't know him or he didn't have anything to win? Well, I mean, if he, uh, 
you know, they, they had a bunch of, uh, you know, 18 year old girls that he could awkwardly interact with. Maybe that's that's the trick oh to getting Joe Biden to show some to getting Joe Biden to show some interest. I mean, he, he look, he's an odd guy. Clearly, 40 years in politics has done something to his brain. Um, and that's 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 pretty obvious. I will say, Glenn, you know, one thing I, I really love about sort of our political movement is, look, Hawaii is obviously a blue state. I haven't met a single Republican politician grassroots member who hasn't just expressed complete sadness and heartbreak for what's going on in Hawaii. I saw my dad a couple of days ago. They were talking about praying for Hawaii at their church. I, I think we have to keep this attitude that everybody, even if they don't vote the right way, they're, they're members of our shared oh, big American time. community. And I, I think that's you've seen that in Hawaii. There's been a lot of concern from our side of the aisle, and I think I think that's one thing we should be proud of. I'm, and I, I just wish that the people of Hawaii got got more uh, for this tragedy because they're they're really suffering. And you look at the local local officials; they still don't know about how many kids are missing. This is just really horrible. really massive failure of government at every level. We should be doing better by these people, and I hope that we get a chance to. So I tell you, J.D., um, you're exactly right, um, and that's why this audience has already wa- raised $1.2 million in aid. I'd like, yeah, to get it, I'd like to get another million dollars just so we can outperform the government because people always do better than the government. Um, And if we want them to do less, we need to do more. But you can donate at mercuryone.org, by the way. Um, But, uh, you know, they always ask, yeah, prayers and prayers and our backs and our wallets as well in this particular case. J.D., thank you very much. I appreciate him. Thanks, Lynn. Take care. Bye-bye. Senator J.D. Vance from Ohio. Parallel economy is about two things, values and value. Those two things. I prefer doing business with companies who bring both to the company. Um, That is, um, if you don't have values, you're just another company and it's just another sale. Um, I I think you need both to really, truly bring value to the table. And one of the best companies I know that is doing that is Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers, they're already a company that sources beef, chicken, seafood, pork, 100% from American farms and ranchers. So you want the extra value? Try this on for size. When you subscribe to any of their monthly meat boxes, you're going to get two years of free ground beef. That's 144 meals you don't have to pay for. So how about an extra on the values as well, since Good Ranchers spends their own money to provide 10 meals per box you order to Americans in need. That means they give out 240 meals over the course of your subscription. That is the spirit of the parallel economy. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get $30 off any box. Plus, you'll get two years of free ground beef with your order. Do some serious good for yourself, for your family, and your neighbors. GoodRanchers.com. That's GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I, I want you to hear this uh, This. Economic advisor for the Biden administration, please play cut six. This is on inflation. And yet the polling numbers, as we talked out at the outset, are just 36 percent. It's a dramatic disconnect, obviously, but it also points to the fact that inflation is driving the train. And as long as inflation remains 
even even if it you know remains where it is, it's still sticky. And how do you compete? How do you compete against that narrative? Because otherwise, you could build a case and say, you know what, the economy's pretty good, but people don't care because they're tired of paying higher prices and they think the president is at least in part to blame. Look. I hear where you're coming from, and I get this question all the time, but I feel like that line of questioning is starting to get a little bit stale. Mm. And the reason I say that How? is, mm. I, I'm going to explain. The reason I say that is, is you've got to get into some of the guts of what these polls are telling us. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Mm. Yeah. Here's what people are telling you. They're growing broke. They, they have spent Every excess savings that they had put aside after COVID, remember, oh, that people's savings is crazy. It's all gone now. That whole thing, that's gone. They're in more credit card debt than they've ever been in the history of America. Uh, People are paying a lot more for their food, for their gas. What do you mean the economy is doing well? I'll tell you what I mean. The fat cats. The bank, Wall Street, all those guys. I'm sorry, but I don't measure the success of our nation that way. You, you don't have success of a nation if that's all you've got. That's all you've got. You, you don't really have anything. You have a ruling class of elites that are telling everyone else, let them eat cake. Why not? There's plenty of cake in the world. This is basically what he's saying. No, I'm tired of hearing that about inflation. You got to look at all the facts, all the good stuff that's going on up above. Look at all the cake. What? They're hungry? Let them eat some cake. There's plenty of cake. Oh, my gosh. Doesn't end well. The Glenn Beck Program. Whether it's cross hundreds of miles or just to the grocery store and back, you rely on your car to get you around safely and efficiently. So when your car has problems, the very last thing you need is to be worried about how you're going to afford fixing them or who's going to become the person doing it. This is where CarShield comes in. When you enroll with CarShield, you're getting protection plans that start as low as $100 a month, flexible, month-to-month coverage. Your choice of an ASE certified mechanic, 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance, and complimentary towing and rental car options. You also get no long-term contracts, and CarShield administrators will handle all the paperwork and repairs so you don't have to. Maybe most important of all, considering the whole inflation problem, you get a price lock guarantee. Your price will never go up. No matter if your car has more miles on it, no matter how many claims you file, it'll never go up. Carshield.com. Lock your price in now. 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. It's carshield.com slash back. Debate coverage is tomorrow night. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code will not be censored for 30 bucks off. So let me, uh, you know, I, my father said, if we lie to one another, we don't have a family. And so, you know, honesty is always the best policy. Uh, so let me just, let me come out from 
behind this throne of lies on which I sit and tell you that I haven't really been following the Senator Tommy Tuberville thing. Uh, I, I said in a meeting last week with my producers, I think this is good, right? I mean, I know that he's trying to stop the money going to the military for abortions, or is he just asking for clarification? I'm not sure, but I know the left is really pissed off at him, and that kind of makes me happy. Uh, and and it looks like it is, like I can't say it's successful because we don't have an ending to it yet, but this is the first time I've seen somebody do something like this and just not get a brick thrown at their head by everybody. And so I wanted Tommy to come on, and I apologize, but I'm, I'm watching other things, uh, and just explain where we are in this campaign. Senator, how are you, sir? Good morning, Glenn. And don't worry about that. There's a lot of important things going on. I know. And this in the world. And not to say that yeah. this isn't. I just haven't. I just haven't. It's constantly on my radar, but over off on a corner. And I keep hearing about it. And I think it's been going on for like a year, hasn't it? Well, it started about it started in July last year. I heard they were going to change the military uh, abortion policy, which was passed in 1985 by the Democrats and Joe Biden, that you can only do abortion in the military by, uh, because of the three exceptions. And I heard they were going to change that after Roe Wade. They want to put everybody that's a federal employee on some kind of abortion policy. And and uh, so it took me about four months, Glenn, to get a briefing. I got a briefing, and then I told Secretary Austin, no, no, no. No, we're, we're not going to charge the American taxpayers for travel, for abortion, for military. That's not going to happen. If you do that, I'm going to hold your generals and admirals well, two months later in uh, February of this year. So it's, I guess it's been about seven months. Uh, I put a hold, and that's the only power, Glenn, as a senator. If you're in the minority, that's really right. the only power that you have. And so I put a hold on, and uh, for you. They've, they've came after me, but uh, I'm not changing my yeah. mind. Uh, I mean, I'm right. I'm right. So, you know, what's, what's crazy here is that, you know, we have, I think we have 44 four-star generals right now. In World exactly. War II, we had seven. Seven. Exactly. I mean, what the hell? Who's printing up four-star generals? Why do we need all of these? I mean, I have no problem with something like this. And I, I, it's clear that nobody doing anything knows this is a losing battle for their side. You, I, nobody's going to say, oh, you know what? We need to promote those guys. I have no problem with promotions, but not if you're out of control, completely out of control. Yeah. For, well, for your audience, here's what happens. Uh, they bring the general admirals and uh, to the floor, not, basically not to the floor. They do. We do it off the floor. And we confirm three or four hundred at a time. And uh, instead of voting on them individually, to, now to me, generals and admirals are very important. Obviously, we need to understand whether they can do the job or not do the job. As you said, we had seven back in World War II, now 44, and rising. Uh, the Pentagon is, is bulging at the seams. Uh, they're all driving around in black SUVs. And, and you got to remember this too, Glenn. Uh, it, a, a general, a four-star, basically has a budget uh, and people working around him of five, six hundred million a year. Oh, my gosh. A year. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And, and so... Uh, uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman, for instance, uh, Mark Milley, who it is right now, his budget is something like 300 million and has 4,600 employees. 
what the heck uh, do we need that many people working for uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff? It, it's, it makes no sense. We need war fighters. You know, listen, I'm a military person, and I hate I'm doing this. My dad died on active duty. He was career military. Uh, I was a military brat. Uh, you know, we traveled, and, and uh, you know, there's nothing more important, Glenn, in our country than a great military. But let me tell you something. We are headed south. The whole country's headed south. But if we lose our military and, and our spot in world uh, national security, it's going to be over for us. Well, I think we I, I think we're headed that direction with what we're doing in um, Ukraine I, with these people in the Pentagon. I have I mean, I, I'm sure you saw what Mark Milley said yesterday. OK, so we had a handful of drag queen shows. That doesn't mean we went woke. Uh <laughs> I have a problem with the first part of that sentence. Okay, we had a, a handful of drag queen shows. What the, I mean, what are they concentrating on? Yeah. Well, Glenn, I'll tell you, I've, I've taken, I've had the opportunity now to, to look at all these generals and admirals. And we started in February with one, then it went to 10, then 50, then 75. We're up to 300 now, and it'll, it'll probably be closer to 600 at the end of the year. Now, again, telling the people out there, listen, I am I cannot hold these people up. They can bring them to the floor one at a time and confirm them. I can't do that, but I can hold all of them being said, OK, we're just going to pass you on by. That's what I'm doing. So Schumer, he didn't want to bring it to the floor because he will admit guilt uh, bringing them one at a time. But the thing of the thing about about all this is just absolutely amazing. Uh, after looking at each one of these generals and admirals, how woke. A lot of these people are. I mean, the things that they teach and that they want to teach. I mean, we, we, as I tell General Austin and Millie in hearings, face to face, out in public, we don't need to educate our young men and women in the military in terms of anything but a killing machine because people have to fear us and they don't fear us right now because all we're doing is we're teaching DEI, this wokeism, drag queens. Uh, now, a lot of these. Uh, so-called young men or women are getting in the military so they can have their transition paid for by the taxpayers. What in the hell are we doing? So what is your hope that, I mean, if we're passing them one by one, are you hoping that the Americans will eventually do what I did and go, what is this really all about? What are we doing here? Yeah. And well, I want to be brought to the floor where all my colleagues, not just on the left, but also on the right, look at this, person that we're confirming going, wait a minute, uh, look at the books that this, this person has, has, has written, or look at the things that they've taught uh, in, as a one-star or a two-star. Uh, again, we've got to get back to having more people, that, the people that actually do the war fighting, or the, or the second lieutenants, the captains, the sergeants, uh, the people that train these people, it's not the generals and the admirals, these are politicians, that's all they are. And I I was hoping when I got to D.C. three years ago that I wouldn't recognize that, uh, that, that there are actually our military was was bipartisan. It wasn't politics. It was all about, hey, protecting the United States and its allies. That We're far from that. I mean, it, this is it's going we're going overboard. And this Ukraine war has just just brought more out. And I haven't voted for a dime for Ukraine. Now, listen, I hope they win. I was in Ukraine three months before this started. And Zelensky looked me in the eye and says, the only way we can stop this is if y'all give us weapons and put on and let and let uh, Putin see what that you're going to back us. Well, of course, 
He, we didn't do that. Joe Biden was asleep at the wheel. He had a two-minute conversation with Putin. And look how many hundreds of thousands of people that uh, Joe Biden has gotten killed uh, because of this. And uh, I, I hate it for the Ukrainian people. And I've said this, uh, and I've, I've taken a lot of flack for it. It's kind of like a junior high playing against a college football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can't win. I don't, I don't care what we give them. Unless we go over there and help them fight, uh, we, they can't win. And we're not going to do that on my watch, hopefully. I don't, I don't know whether I could stop it or not, but I'll be uh, outspoken about it. Well, but, I, will, uh, I will tell you this. I know there's a ton of people that feel like I do. Uh, you draft my son? My son, I, I'm personally moving him, well, not to Canada. I don't know, someplace uh, away from the reach of the military. I will not support, I will not let my family, my children support a war with, in Ukraine with Russia. We have no reason to be there. We have funneled so much money, and I believe, I believe probably at least 50% of that has gone into dark money. It's just gone. Uh, no thanks. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Yeah. Well, what you, what your audience ought to understand too is, you know, if when there's a national disaster, you know the next thing's going to happen is we're, the national disaster is going to get very little money. A lot of money is going to go to Ukraine. The problem that, that that people don't understand is we don't have anything to sell them right now. We don't have anything to give them because we're out. Even Joe Biden said we're out of munitions. Well, no kidding. I mean, they've been shooting them at a at, as fast as they possibly can because they don't have the people. Uh, they don't have the people that Russia's got, and so uh, the money that we're sending now is going up to prop their prop up their government and prop up their uh, pension system, uh, going going in to keep their so uh, uh, the country going because they, they don't have an economy right now. Uh, it, it, we they are the fifty first state of the United States, and we're sending all that money there. And when we're imploding within our borders, uh, the things that are going on in our country, which is in year in my lifetime, Glenn. It's the worst you and I have ever seen, and it's getting worse. Do you are you hopeful? Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful because I believe in this country. You and I had an opportunity to grow up in something that was very special after World War II, the the growth and the building of our country, and and uh, but you know since the '90s and Clinton's NAFTA and all that, we've sent all of our manufacturing out. I've seen our education, and I talked to you before about the, our education systems turned into yeah. Not an educational institution; it's turned into a social institution. Yeah, it's indoctrination. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And it's just—it's um, sad to see it go this direction. Uh, do we have to go to the bottom before we find out that uh, the direction that we're heading? I hope not. Uh, I, I, I just think that, and would hope and pray that there would be enough good people in this country to step up and and say, even on the left side. And I know there's people on the left, and I've talked to them about it, uh, senators. Every, all the time. You can't believe this. You can't believe uh, what we're doing at the borders. Right. You can't do that. I mean, and, and, and again, it all goes back to politics. My God, stand up for your country. This is not about Republican Democrat anymore. This is about Americans versus anti-Americans. They want to change this country into something that's not, you can't Glenn, you can't run a, a world, not just our country, a world without fossil fuels. It is impossible. But these clowns are trying to convince people about this climate hoax that we've got to do this. But we're going to implode. No, we're going to implode because we're not going to have the facilities or the things to do to keep up this country and keep this world going. It has been uh, good to talk to you. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate all that you're doing and let us know how we can help.
All right, Glenn. Stay tuned. Thank you. Appreciate it. Senator uh, Tommy Tuberville from Alabama. Did you know that last year alone, there were over 1.1 million reports of identity theft? We depend so much on the digital world these days, both in our personal lives and our business. And one of the things that comes along uh, is increased vulnerability to cybercrime and everything that comes along with it. It's so important that you are protected and you understand the world that we're about to enter. Everything you have could be on the line at any time. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. It's equally important to realize that there are measures that can you can take that will help that from stop happening for, from happening. Um, not everybody can stop everything. There's no way you can't keep up with it. However, LifeLock by Norton is your best tool in the box. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or go over to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK. You'll save 25%. LifeLock.com and 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Oh my gosh, there is so much uh, to go over. We're just not going to get to all of it. Please sign up for our email newsletter. There is an amazing opinion piece. Uh, maybe we'll squeeze it in. Amazing opinion piece from the New York Times. Elections are bad for democracy. Uh, there you go. They, yeah. They're finally saying the quiet part out loud. Right, but I want you to hear it. I want you to hear it because... Well, I just want you to hear it. Who wrote it? Give me, give me a sense of who wrote uh, it. Let's see. It was written by Adam Grant, hmm. a contributing opinion writer who is an organizational psychologist hmm. uh, at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School. Hmm. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be. It is interesting. I read it going, uh-huh. And, and I came up. out going, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, there's another moment like this recently with Jonah Goldberg, who's you know been a friend yeah, yeah. of the show for a very long time, and he talked about how the desire for small dollar donors is hurting the election process. Yeah. And he got beat up by that. And I've heard him talk about this before, so I wasn't as shaken by it as it was by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But like, there are incentives that are created by people by chasing right what you think everybody wants to hear. And it doesn't mean that like this party knows better. I don't I don't I don't think that. But like you do see a lot of politicians these days doing things to attract small dollar donors. And that's it. They're, they're not doing things because they think they're the right policy. They don't think they're because they believe in some ideological principle. It's like they're just chasing money from like it's like trying to get retweets. And it does create bad incentives. So, I don't think there's a great solution to that, but like, it, yeah. So don't it, chase the money. Let the right. money be the yeah. byproduct of what you say. Yeah, the, the, this the, is the solution is curing human nature among really crappy politicians and I, the, yeah. the, electing better people. It is. It's the same with capitalism. If you set out to make money, if that's your goal, you you could end up in the porn business yeah. or the Bible business, but you mm-hmm. you and you might get rich, but you won't be happy mm-hmm. if you set out to change people's lives 
and you look at those people who no one is listening to. That's the key here. Find the group that no one is listening to and super serve that group. When you do, your business will explode. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And your your donations will go up. Who isn't being served? It's not just that the rich aren't being served or the poor aren't being served. The people who are not being listened to are the people who actually believe in the freedom of opportunity, the Constitution as written. You'll find money from all different demographics from people who believe that. That's what your goal should be. I'm serving this underserved group. And quite honestly, proof is in the pudding. That's kind of what Donald Trump did. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Stu has given me pause to think on a couple of things today. Uh, and it all started from a conversation that we started to have, I don't know, about three three hours ago on the, um, what is his name? Anthony, Oliver Anthony. Uh, the Oliver Anthony song that is number one. And he looks at it in a different way than I do. Um, and it's really kind of has him depressed where I think it's actually a really good sign, but we start there and it, it ends, believe it or not, with me changing a really critical answer to a critical question. And it involves Trump going to jail. And I've said one thing forever. And Stu asked me a question, and I thought, I've just changed my mind. And he said, what, because the last few weeks you've been thinking? And I'm like, no, that question changed my mind, and it is really critical. And I'll share it coming up in 60 seconds. First, you've entrusted your life earnings with the banks, believing that they were solid. Guess what? They're walking on thin, thin, thin ice. Bond rating downgrades are looming large. Banks are now scrambling, and it could spell real trouble for your savings. Giants like J.P. Morgan Chase and Bank of America are getting the jitters. Smaller local banks could be the next dominoes to fall. These turbulent times, you really, uh, you know, I, I read a story from MSNBC yesterday and it was about gold and it said uh gold people are being scammed with gold um because uh there's no future in gold it's just a right-wing propaganda thing and i thought 
It's really weird because nobody's really talking about gold right now unless you're talking about CBDCs and the end of the dollar. So are you telling me that the end of the dollar, you really don't think that that's possible, MSNBC? You really think? You're telling your people there's no question your dollar is safe. When we've seen inflation at the target rate of 3%, which means in 10 years, you've lost 38 cents on every dollar. Is that what you're telling your people? I find the timing curious, to say the least. But if you're somebody who would like to think for themselves, I, I, I want you to do your own homework. I beg you to do your own homework. Don't take it from me. Go do your own homework and find out if gold or silver is right for you. Ask Goldline why I buy what I buy. I pay extra because I buy them a certain different way. American Eagles now are in demand and they almost never make it to the specials. When you buy a tube of Golden Eagles, that's 50 coins of one-tenth ounce American Eagle gold coins, they're throwing in 10 of the one-ounce American Eagle silver coins for free. Heads up, doesn't apply to IRA orders. These coins are flying off the shelves. Do it now for stability reasons, please. Call and find out if this is right for you. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So let's start with um, Oliver Anthony's uh, song. Uh, This is a song that is now number one on the Billboard charts. Biggest song in America. It is an absolute incredible feat. The guy has a great story. Um, He's he said that he didn't want to be a star. He's like, I don't want to go on tour. I don't want stadiums of people. I'm just expressing how I feel. So let's take how he feels. Let's take this song line by line, because Stu said that he looks at this much differently, I think, yeah. than I do. Simultaneously, I find it the story inspiring. And again, yes. the story turns inspiring like a month ago. It was yes. very dark before that. He was, he, had, he was fighting all sorts of demons. Yes. He, it turns around about a month ago. This whole thing blows up. He's now ahead of Taylor Swift. I find that incredibly inspiring. Great. And there are parts of the song that you find like, thank God somebody said that. Yes. But I also look at the song lyrics as depressing in a way because I'm I, I'm sad that so many people seem to really closely relate and to what he's describing. And you don't feel this way. I don't. And and I, I it's not just people exactly in my position. People who have much less material stuff and, and everything else. Okay. She so, don't think of the world this way. I, I hope peop, most people don't. So let's listen to it. Go ahead. I've been selling my soul, working all day. Overtime hours for bullshit pay So I can sit out here and waste my life away Drag back home and drown my troubles away Stop. Good God, that is a dark stanza, I if you would. I think, though, that there are... Have you ever thought... I just did recently. You know, there, there are only... F- 4,000. What is the significance of 4,000 weeks? I guess it's about one lifetime, right? One lifetime. Yeah. 4,000 weeks. Mm. Do the math. I have 1,036 weeks left. No, I have 936 left. That's how many I have left. Mm. And, And 
I mean, that's and of course, you hope to have that. I hope to have that. That's an average lifespan of 76 years. Mm -hmm. So you only have 4000 weeks. Do the math. And I, I don't know what is happening to me, but I am thinking about my life entirely differently now all the time. I, I was with Tanya and she said, what are you, what are you thinking? And I was like, I'm just thinking about the kids, but I wasn't really thinking about the kids. I was thinking about how can I set things up? How can I help them, you know, long after my years? It's weird. Oh, I've had, you know, you have these thoughts as you get older. Wait until you hit 60. I'm 59. So my dad died when he was 61. Yeah. And so I was thinking about this at one point, you know, I'm, I'm 47, I think now. Which means uh, for, I'm 14 years away from the year my dad died. Yeah. If you go backwards 14 years, Barack Obama was president. I know. Like, I, I that know. is how, <laughs> like, I hope I, I don't die at 61, of course. But it's like, good God, this, this you goes You at 61 fast. puts me dead. Yeah, you know, one year of death before mm. me if I lived the average right. lifespan. Okay? And it's going to happen fast. And so I've been thinking... I don't want to spend any time on anything that is useless. And I feel at times, yeah. and mm-hmm. I think this is for the average person, at times you feel like I'm just wasting my life just trying to keep up. I'm just trying to put food on the table and keep up. I don't have the time because, because especially now, your pay, your money is worth less. And so you go to the grocery store and every week you're at the grocery store and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. And so you're going to have to work harder and harder just to keep pace and time slipping away. You feel like I'm selling my soul. Selling my soul for what? The almighty buck? I feel like that I understand that. Um, and, you know, selling your soul is, is something that is at some level a choice because you you you're at some point in your life you have to make the decision of whether your soul is affected by a lot of the difficult circumstances that surround you and like that's why like this it's such a sad part of the song where he's it's not just about hey he doesn't get paid enough and he works really hard because a lot of people have to deal with that but coming out and thinking seeing your life as a waste and then drowning your sorrows in what obviously is alcohol and or drugs in this particular yeah. circumstance is a horrible way to deal with it and but it really, is, it's sad that so many people relate to it i, I like so I, I think when you look though but it's true Stu, it's and it's ha- certainly through covid it's increased in, in yeah look amount. at the depression rates look at the suicide rates yeah I mean, that's what people, that's how people are dealing with it. And yeah. honestly, it's terrible. I mean, how can you not be depressed by that? Oh, I know. Okay, go ahead. Next. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, so but true. it is. Yeah. So true. Oh, Wait, is. stop. Is you it? don't agree with that? No, I mean, like he says people like me, meaning himself, Oliver Anthony, and, and like it's you. 100% true, right? It's true. It's his life experience. People like me, you know, again, I, I know a lot of well, people. Well, you're one of the rich sons of. Again, I, like <laughs> a lot of this, you could see, hey, I've worked a lot of overtime hours in my life. BS pay at this point, luckily, I don't have to deal with that problem at the moment. Yeah. It could change at any time, and yes. I know that. But I will say that, like, when it comes to a point of when you're talking about people like you, 
there are a lot of people out there who really relate with it and with what he's saying here. But I also think there's a lot of people without a, a ton of money who look at their life. Like I know a lot of, I have a lot of friends who don't have a lot of money. And what I see in them a lot of times is, yeah, sometimes they struggle at work. Sometimes it's really frustrating. They're frustrated by things the government does. They complain about them. But in their in the real world, what they do with that is they love their kids they love their yeah, family. So they find time at church. They they find enjoyment of life and and find a much brighter life than the than the than the painting he's, I he's presenting. I have never. You got to remember, you're starting from a place of depression and alcoholism. Yeah. with him. Okay, right. So you that's have what I mean. That. When he says people right. like me, I get he. That's who he is, right? right? And that's he's telling his story, and that's you can tell it's his story. You can hear it in but his. But there voice. are people just like you that feel that way. Oh yeah. So rich or poor. Yeah, rich or poor, it doesn't matter. Okay, next. Living in the new world. Living in the new world. With an soul. It's a great line. That is the great that's the yeah. best line. Rich men know the rich men. Lord knows they all just wanna have total control. True. Now we're getting to the politics of it, and I'm you know, of course, hundred yeah, percent agree like, yeah. on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and Bud Light screwed us too. <laughs> what <laughs> you think? Wanna know what you do? also a really good song it's right? great. like i mean forget all the you can go and read into the song and overanalyze it it's just a great song it is and it just you know he's really good too he's really talented you know this, how these guys get undiscovered like this you are probably too old to remember johnny paycheck when he did take this job and shove it. i mean i know the song sure. yeah it it in some way that felt commercial but i remember at the time feeling like yeah yes you know what i mean and so it was relatable to the common worker but it didn't have the darkness that this one has it didn't have the gravitas of no everything's on fire you know what i mean Mm -hmm. go ahead you disagree with any of these chords the third chord there is disgusting to me politicians look out for miners not just miners on an island somewhere. Stop. <laughs> I just would like to celebrate that line. It's a funny line. It is a great line. And it's, and, but it's, you know, it's funny and horribly tragic yeah, as well. No, it's true. It's, it's true. Uh, they, when, you, when you look at what's happening in Latin America with uh, the Sound of Freedom, that thing is, that is number one in Latin America mm. for weeks now. It is decimating every other movie incredible story that is and the politicians are actually going to show up you know the politician in ecuador that the cia in america apparently didn't like that was oh shot to death uh recently he was shot to death going to the premiere of sound of freedom because he said he was going to clean it up yeah but Mm. the 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 president of that country was going to go there as well um i mean the politicians and in all other countries this is making such an impact. It's changing laws. Think of that. This movie has made an impact in America, but we have become so divided. This I said to Tim Ballard when he first told me this idea. I said, Tim, you may actually be the guy who is remembered as saving the country. And he said, what? No. 
And I said, no, hear me out. Who disagrees with pedophilia's bad? Right. And Nambla. Yeah. That's about it. Who, who yeah. disagrees with we should stop the sex slave trade? Very few. I thought it was very few. People I thought it was very few too. Started and correct. Then, you know, now correct. I find that the uh, bo- the boilerplate left wing position is to oppose people who don't like child trafficking. Right. I don't and know when that started. It's but bizarre. Very bizarre. Very bizarre. And it's no longer the position. So if we can't agree on that, yeah. What do you agree on? Uh, more in just a second. Mm-hmm. We are the people fighting to make it. Uh, a woman's right to live, a child's right to live. Others are fighting for a woman's right to end the life of a baby. Where do you stand? There is, in this crisis, every man and woman are out on the field. And by staying in the sidelines, you are on the field. You're just on the wrong side. Preborn's network of clinics offer love and life to ensure a baby's life and well-being and the well-being of mom as well. This is a ministry of compassion. When a woman has an unwanted pregnancy, she usually wants to make the right choice, but the pressures of life are real. People around her are often telling her a baby's just a clump of cells and it's, it's nothing but trouble. You don't want to do that. Preborn shines a light into that darkness, offering hope and love and they start with free ultrasounds and up to two years of assistance for both the mother and the baby, all for free, all because of you. This year, you have saved 28,000 babies, 28,000 babies. Your tax-deductible donation of any size will help so much. An ultrasound to make it free is $28. If you want to save babies in a big way, your tax-deductible donation of 5000 will sponsor the entire network for a whole day, 24 hours, rescuing 200 babies. Dial pound 250 and give what you can. The widow's might is worth is just as much as that big check. Pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash back. That's preborn.com slash back, sponsored by Preborn. 10 seconds, station ID. When we last left Oliver Anthony, he was opining on child slavery and sex slaves and pedophiles. Here's where he goes next. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. Stop. This is what gives this song, as the media says, oh, it's just Ronald Reagan rehash. Yeah. No, it's really not. Have you been to a major city lately? Mm-hmm. It is horrific what is happening to our country in towns, small and big, tent cities. This is it's obscene what is happening in America. Obscene. And why is it worse in big cities that are run by the left? Because they're handing stuff out. They're handing you free drugs. They're handing you free needles. They're letting you poop in the street. I don't know about you, but I married above me. Yeah. And I mean this sincerely. Oh, so do I. Yeah. I married above me for a reason. She saw in me the man I hoped to be. 
and made me want to be that man that she saw me as. That's how people get better. Not by saying, oh, you know what? Go ahead. Poop in the street. Next. God, if you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge drowns. Young men are putting themselves six feet in the ground. Because all this damn country does is keep on kicking them down. <sighs> I mean, I fully ag- I love the fudge rounds. First of all, it makes me want to eat fudge rounds. Yeah, it, it does. really does. Uh, but and I, so I 100% agree with that. I mean, is would you summarize this country, though, as a place that all it does is kick kick people and keep them down? I oh, don't see this I, country that way. Oh, I, don't I do see, see the there country. are elements of it he's moving not, in that direction. He's not talking. Remember the phrase, it's the rich men north of Richmond. Yeah. They're the ones kicking you down, and damn right they are. They're kicking you down every step of the way. You want to start a small business? Here, file these applications. We'll be out to inspect 400 different times. Oh, you have to do this. You have to do that. Oh, you have to do this. Everything they do is to discourage you. Kick people down? How, what is the solution of the Fed? Solution to stop inflation so you can not pay so much at the grocery store. What is the solution? This is something everyone has to understand. They have to raise the interest rates to stop you from getting a mortgage. Okay? Stop you from borrowing money. If you need to borrow money, it's going to cost you more. So they're slapping your hand. What did they just say last week? Don't expect the rise of interest rates to stop anytime soon because employment is too good. They need you unemployed and broke. So you stop spending money, which is making groceries go up and gas grow up. Meanwhile, the rich men in north of Richmond are spending money hand over fist on what? Corruption in Ukraine? $220 or $2,200 checks? To illegals that come across our border? Yeah, I do feel like they're kicking us down. More in just a second, including that question that's crucial that I just changed my mind on. The Glenn Beck Program. Jeffrey wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He said, I really love Relief Factor. It helps me with my 66-year-old body. I've been standing, walking, bending, working with my hands my whole life. Now I'm retired. But I'm still very active. I take three packs a day if I have a lot of activity. Me too, brother. Usually only one or two packs on the weekends, and it helps me so much. Thank you for making such a great product. Jeffrey, thank you for writing in. Thank you for giving Relief Factor a try. And thank you for not actually retiring. You know, I'm never going to retire. I may not do this, but I'm never going to retire. Don't retire. You end up dying. Jeffrey, Hopefully, yours is not the last letter that I will receive. I know it's not. We've had thousands of people order it, and about 70% of them go on to order more month after month because they found the relief that Jeffrey did. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. That's 800-4-RELIEF or ReliefFactor.com. Get the 1995 three-week quick start now. It's ReliefFactor.com or 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 
the best debate coverage at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the code will not be censored. Also, extended coverage at youtube.com slash America. Tomorrow night, the first Republican debate of the 2024 presidential primary season. Blaze TV is going to give you the coverage that you need. We're going to start uh, with uh, Sarah Gonzalez, Stu, Dave Landau, Steve Dace. I'll be there as well tomorrow evening to provide live coverage. We're doing a pre-show. Uh, so you can get that right before the debate and then post-debate analysis. Of course, now Fox won't let anybody take any sound of it or anything. So we're just going to be online. Uh, we're going to be during the debate. We'll be uh, using the Blaze TV chat. So join us tomorrow for Blaze TV's coverage of the debate. So we've been talking about this song uh, and... Uh, and what it means. And I think Stu and I are at the same place that there are a lot of people that are feeling this way and they are blaming the government for things, but the government can make you neither happy nor sad. Uh, You know, I hate to, you know, man's search for meaning, but that is true. And as a recovering alcoholic, I know it to be true. You think that it's all of these other problems that are getting in your way. And so you drink more and then it's these other problems and you drink more. And it's none of those things. It's that you have a, what someone describe as a God shaped hole in you. And more and more people have this hole in them that they try to fill with fame or fortune or, you know, likes follows all of this crap that our kids, the world is empty and meaningless. Because we don't have something bigger than ourselves. That's why the left is using climate change and everything else. But you'll see all these people who have grown out of that climate change era of their life. They're all finding it empty in the end. Because it is. It is. You have to have something bigger than yourself. And, uh, and everything we do now is about politics, fame, or fortune. And that's not the country. That's us. That's not the politicians. That's us. The politicians aren't over turning my phone on and pressing the you know Instagram or TikTok app in my hand. We do. We do. Yeah, it just feels like we're kind of on a search for... Something man search for meaning. Yeah. I mean, we really are. That's, that's really happening. I have a friend I've been talking to lately. He's said, you know, I think people are searching for purpose. Yeah, and it's true. Yeah. And I don't think we don't know who to trust and where to find that larger meaning these days. Um, did you see that poll out from uh, yeah. who did it about it uh, CBS? I think CBS. Yeah. yeah, this is we were talking about this earlier. Um, and Stu asked me a question on this. So let's just play this, play this back here on, on yeah. what the poll said. The poll was, uh, who do you trust to tell you the truth? Now think about that. Who do you trust to tell the truth? Yeah. Now, is this, were these answers prompted? Uh, that's a good question. I didn't try. I th- 
I think it was. I think there were options. A list. Yeah, okay. options. Okay. So who do you trust? And the the uh, they gave a few options. Uh, and the number uh, this was of Trump voters. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they asked, who do you trust? And they said, number one was D- Donald Trump, 71%. The other options, though, weren't like Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah. The other options were friends and family, which was second at 63%. Except if you think of your friends and family, at least I do, mm-hmm. I think of all my friends and family, mm-hmm. ones that I right, don't so- believe have it down. They are not paying attention. Sure. You know what I mean, yeah. Then you have conservative media figures at 56%. And religious leaders at 42%. Wow. And like, take, everyone gets so focused, and the media did this constantly. Oh, Trump, 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 Trump. Take Trump out of this for a second. Put any politician in that position. Mm -hmm. Like, it's upside down if the the person you tell, that you think is going to tell you the truth is a politician, right? Or any, any person in that position, if it's, you know, religious leaders, for example, you should be near the top of that list or why are you going why are you bothering blowing up your Sundays and not watching more NFL football if you don't trust your own religious leaders right you, there's no reason to go to church maybe you should find a different church friends you could choose them maybe find ones that you actually like and trust because you know look any politician should not be in the role of ultimate trust and that's certainly but the see, reverse of where we were as a country at one point okay he has earned his trust in a very strange way in a way i've never seen anybody earn it before he he doesn't always tell the truth and he knows that i mean it's not like he's he's not he is a storyteller and he it's like when people said don't take him literally take him seriously so when he said, let's say, for instance, for instance, that you'll never convince me he did not believe he lost that election. He, yeah, or, he, yeah. he believes he won. He won. Mm-hmm. No way, shape or form at no time has that even crossed his mind that he lost that or lost it fair and square. So when he was on the phone call, you can look at it many different ways. He's on the phone call in Georgia and he's like, look, we have... 10,000 here. We have 25,000 votes that I think are missing here. We have 50,000. You All you have to do is find 11 and it changes everything. And that is the context of the call. Correct. To be He's fair. not saying go make up 11,000. He's saying all you ha- you don't have to do all 150,000 or whatever number he's presenting. And I don't think he knew the truth that there were 150. It's what he had been informed on and suspected, et cetera, et cetera. And so he was throwing that out. You have to take him for what is he saying? He's saying the votes are not all in. All of those votes that should have been counted or all of those votes that shouldn't have been counted, there's a problem here. So go find what the truth is. Yeah. That's what he's saying. And I think like there's a million examples of this, but like he obviously isn't always telling the truth. And you can know that because he says the exact opposite things for a very specific reason. For example, I'm going to annihilate North Korea and Kim Jong-un. Uh, missiles are about to fire. And then Correct. a week later, Kim Jong-un's a great friend. 
We know those two things aren't true at the same time. But they're not lies. They're They're negotiation. It's a negotiation tactic. Like he's intentionally saying what he thinks will bring him to the next best op, uh, option down the road whatever they, whatever he thinks will advance his particular situation he's thinking at, at that moment so because he's a negotiator right he talks about this in his book here's how he gained his credibility and i've never seen anybody gain it this way before he gained it because he did some really big things when he was president really mm-hmm. big sure that i'm not sure any other republican would have done jerusalem comes up yeah to yeah. the top of the mind he did a lot of those things so he gained credibility on like hey you did that you did that. Now, where's the rest of this when you would say, how many people? What is it? 70%? 71%. Wow, that's high. But they're Trump supporters. Yep. Who do you trust? The reason why I think people trust him is because he's earned it by his enemies. Yeah. They feel uh, as though he is. The right people hate him. The right people hate him. Not just hate him. They've done everything they can to destroy him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only two reasons you would keep fighting at this point. Either you believe it in your soul. Or you just can't let go. And I think both of those are true. Both of those are true with Donald Trump. There's you're not you don't have anything to gain here. What do you have to gain? Yeah, because he probably isn't charged with all these crimes if he's not running. I mean, I think no. that's. Quite, I think if it's he would clear. have said, "I'm out," I'm done. No way. No, he's, no they way. wouldn't have bothered. Right. I mean, they, they went those two years, almost giving him an option. Hey, don't run, and maybe this won't happen. So here's the important thing: I have always said that I really just didn't believe. I thought that putting Donald Trump in jail is the icing on the cake. Okay, they need to bring Donald Trump down to Biden's corruption level. Okay, so when you have Biden being charged with all these things and you have his main competitor not charged with anything, it's pretty easy, pretty easy to see good guy, bad guy. But if they flood the system with this guy's a criminal needs to go to jail. Now you've brought Donald Trump or the opposing guy down to the same level where they're leveling the same charges back and forth. Mm -hmm. That's what they're doing. And I've never really thought, I thought it was just icing on the cake. If he actually does go to jail. Until, Stu, we were talking about this poll, and you said what? Yeah, I was talking about how, okay, 71% of people, and they trust him more than their you know, friends and family and, and, and their religious leaders. How do you beat a guy like that? Like, you can beat up on DeSantis's campaign and say it hasn't been perfect, but, like, is someone like that beatable at all? No. Right? Really difficult to beat someone who's trusted like that. And then I said, and what happens to America... When they put that guy who's trusted at that level in prison. And that's the question that made me change my mind. I know exactly what happens when you put a guy like that in prison. You have chaos. And chaos is all they care about. Simply chaos. Let's end this podcast where we started this podcast. I told you that there's new COVID, um, new COVID vaccines on the way. They're talking about maybe we should lock down schools. There's a school in Atlanta that's starting to do it. Yada, 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 yada. And I've heard all of this and you've heard all of this. But the one thing I hadn't heard uh, was the explanation of the name 
of this particular uh, line of COVID. Was it Eris? Which is uh, from mythology, the the god of goddess. So it is Eris, the goddess of of. Hang on, just a second. I wrote it down. Strife, discord, and chaos. What did I say twenty years ago? When we enter these times, it's always going to be about chaos chaos will be the operative word everything will be about chaos they name this covid uh, this covid strain after the god of chaos they want to put him in jail you damn right they do why because it will cause chaos The author of all lies and author of all chaos. We know who that is. Take your stuff and get as far away from chaos as you possibly can. Then stand because it will grow and it will sweep everywhere unless we stand and stand together. Ever get the feeling that the other shoe is about to drop? Like something bad's going to happen? You probably be better better be ready for it. Like chaos is coming. Let me tell you about my Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is a place that I go. In fact, I was just there two months ago, uh, and I was walking around with Matt Redhawk, the guy who owns it, and it's an unbelievable place. You literally could eat off the floor, and I don't know how many. It's got to be 500,000 square feet. I mean, it's incredible. And they make the food. They, they process all of the food there. They want to make sure it's top quality um, and packaged the way it should be packaged so it can last you 25 years. I want you to go to preparewithglenn.com. You'll save $200 on your three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Wide variety of delicious meals offering 2,000 calories Every single day for optimum strength under stress. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, everything you need. Shipping is automatic and your order ships fast and discreetly. Go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. The Glenn Back Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Um, Tim Dillon was was on Joe Rogan um, and he was talking about the 2024 presidential election and he does not think that Joe Biden is going to run. So he was talking about options with Joe Rogan. And here's what happened. Newsom is coming up and trying to run. Um, There are other people that are circling. I don't think he runs again. I can't see it. I don't see it. How do you think they get Kamala Harris to step down? Because she's rightfully, if he steps down, 
you know, until some... If Kamala Harris cannot say a sentence. It's uh, almost... Uh, she's almost worse than him. She something. talks in, like, gypsy curses. <laughs> <laughs> when they ask her something, she'll be like, my grandma said that a hive of bees is still bees if you if you bury it. Gypsy curses. <laughs> That's how she speaks. The woman is uh, has no idea what's going on. This is so true. <laughs> gypsy curses. Oh... She is bizarre. What a bizarre, what a bizarre group of people we have at the top right now. I mean, it's just a strange group of people. I mean, you think about how many people in our that our leaders right now are completely incapable of communicating basic, basic English language. Like, I like, I mean, you've got, not because not because they. Not because they haven't learned it. Right. They've learned it. They just can't remember it anymore. Yeah. I mean, Kamala Harris, is it's just constant gibberish. You have uh, Joe yeah, Biden. Sh- she's just dumb. Yeah, I, I mean, would you, she's just dumb. She's yeah. dumb. Joe uh, Biden's not fair. stupid. He's just senile. He's lost and yeah. senile. John Fetterman. Uh, he's lost. unfortunate. Uh, stroke. Uh, Dianne Feinstein. I mean, just good God, it's terribly tragic horrible. to watch her. Mitch McConnell. Yeah. I mean, Mitch McConnell, in the middle of a sentence, just stopped for like a minute. I mean, when have we started accepting out that? Out of all of those, out of all of those, most of those people can't remember. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they look like buffoons. Unfortunately, I think John Fetterman does. He knows yeah. he's not. I don't think Kamala has a, she's just like, she's just happy. She's like, <laughs> I'm dumb. I'm dumb. And I like that. I, li- I like buses. I like big yellow buses. <laughs> Ha, 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 